Good day and welcome to the 73rd edition of Burps All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice and we are here uh, wherever we are. Far, much further west than usual. It is a little bit far west. Uh, but we are bringing all of the Blue Jays talk you expect of Burps All Day. Of course, as I said, my name is Drew Fairservice talking to the Blue Jays. Joining me as always, old reliable, old reliable Andy Stone. Stone, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm farther west than I am used to. I'm sitting at my sister's place. Uh, it, it is close. Uh, I will say to my friend Jimmy, who does the Buck Martinez impressions, mm. I drinking with him the other night, which is nice, you know, because <laughs> the city is so vast that when you live near Kensington Market, you can't you can't possibly go towards like Ronsville or the Junction. For a night, I mean that's that's crazy talk. I wouldn't I wouldn't venture that far. Out here is so far west that you're only five or six stops east of where I live. That is actually crazy. Yeah, I live uh, <laughs> end of the line. <laughs> uh, we're talking about your first place, Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays. This is going to be the shortest episode ever okay. because what are we left to complain about? Very little when they're in first place. Very little. I'm sure we'll find a way. That I really last year I had a, a I I just I had a crisis when they were good and everybody wanted to talk about the Blue Jays and it's like well, I, I that's my thing now everybody's doing my thing I'm like you know it was time for some of my patented spitting over the overpass <laughs> uh, and uh, and then also uh, also I'm really lazy I don't know if everybody's noticed that probably uh, also. <laughs> I'll, also, they were good, and that's kind of my stick too, is uh, shitting on things. Uh, it was tough, I'm not going to lie. Professionally, as a fan, last summer was great. After that trade deadline, whoo, fantastic. Professionally, bit of a low ebb. Usually at this point of the show. <laughs> you want to have some real talk. We make a, a plea, or at least we point listeners in the direction of our Patreon website where those who feel as though they are compelled to support the show in any capacity that they can, uh, beyond just listening, which for everyone who listens, we are forever in your debt. Uh, if you are feeling compelled or able to help us out beyond your patronage in terms of listening, you can head to patreon.com slash day and support the show. Since we've been doing this show, Mm-hmm. Your Toronto Blue Jays are 158 and 119. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. There are a grand total of two teams that have won more games since the beginning of 2015 than the Toronto Blue Jays. Hmm. They are the Cubs yeah. and the Cardinals. Yeah. Which is to say, without birds all day, the Blue Jays are nothing. I think that's it, yeah. It was probably when we changed the name after episode one that really, I think, did it. Had we gone with that other name, yeah, funny as it would have been, <laughs> it would have been delightful. On a short-term basis. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Blue Jays are in first place. You have no one but Stoughton and I to thank. 
if you feel as though you want to thank us, go to patreon.com slash bros all day. Shoot us a couple bucks a month. Everybody goes home happy. If you don't want to uh, do a while, if you have a home. <laughs> and if you don't, you don't donate to this Patreon thing a little bit. Some of us may not have homes. That's <laughs> true. And if you don't <laughs> want to do that, you can, of course, go to iTunes, search for Birds All Day. You can subscribe. You can rate and review the show. Rating and reviewing. I've, I've learned this from other podcasts. They always say this. Really helps. Really helps people discover the show, you know? You rate it and you review it. I don't know if that's actually true. We have, we, we I don't know if that's true or if that's just like, that's just like wieners from 538 being like, our bosses want to see good ratings. I we got slapped with the old explicit tag. We did. We did. So all the, rate, all the ratings and reviews, they can only do so much. Yeah. What we need you to do is share it with your social network. Share it with your friends. Be like, hey, uh, old person who likes the Blue Jays, <laughs> you should listen to these two drunk idiots talk about the Blue Jays. Because that's what really what we're doing here. Right. It's conversational stuff, you know. It's really Off the, the bedrock. Top. The bedrock of a good podcast. It's like a, it's like a bar stool conversation if the guy in the other bar stool was a really ungoodly <laughs> prick. Okay, yeah. Thought you were going somewhere else, somewhere else there. No, but we're going to talk about you. Legit, we're going to talk about <laughs> and stories. And a proper legend. Legit what? legend. Wonderful tweet. Good Twitter. I tried to explain a good tweet to somebody... What makes a good I, tweet? No, I, I had a specific example. It was Harambe related. And uh, to somebody who's not on the Twitter, I'm like, you got to see this. This is great. And then she's just like, I don't understand what's going on here. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It is a very good tweet. And nothing. Go ahead and try to explain Harambe to anybody who's <laughs> not like on Twitter 24 hours a day. Like when my daughter said to me, stop calling me Harambe. It's maybe a sign, maybe a bit of a call for help on my behalf. I like that. I like that. Oh, she actually said stop calling us Harambe. I because did. I alternate between. Because we're doing this a little later, I can I can I can also have this uh, anecdote. I went to a rock festival, Amnesia Rock Fest in Quebec uh, earlier this summer. A tradition for you and your friends. It is now, yeah. It's becoming a bigger. I want it to be a bigger tradition. It's it's fun. It's like. There's all these throwback bands that, like, it doesn't matter who's, it doesn't matter what, what you like, what, whatever. There's something for everybody. It's great. Uh, great time. Uh, beer prices at festivals in Quebec, much cheaper. You get to go to Quebec, you get to feel like, hey, here I am in Quebec. This is weird. <laughs> uh, but, but, so we got, we had trailers for it this year and that were like, you know, we were camping in this, like, uh, basically these people's uh, uh, farms. Because it's in other farmland. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with grade seven. Uh, I don't know if the, if the curriculum has changed since I was a kid, but uh, you, you hear about like the uh, uh, the series or whatever, like on the fucking St. Lawrence. There's all this is this is on the Ottawa River, but they're very, they're very narrow farms basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're close to the city or the town where the festival is. Uh, so it's a short walk, and we're, we're camping it. We have these trailers, uh, and this was closer to the time. Uh, when the, you know, the Cincinnati Zoo sent that ape to heaven. And, uh... Harambe knows what he did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and... <laughs> and so, like, I'm going... I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep, and, like, everybody's like, all right, we gotta pass out, you know, one of these nights. And on the opposite side of the trailer from where I'm sleeping is my friend and his girlfriend. And then I start hearing noises where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if these people are entirely going to sleep just yet so I gave them about 
15 minutes of my best romping material just, <laughs> like, just fighting off sleep. Okay, so I accidentally stopped recording there somewhere in my Harambe story, uh, which is probably fine. I should cut it anyway. The reason why you stopped recording, mm-hmm. because as the old saying goes, <laughs> dicks out for Harambe. Right on the space bar, cut the recording off. We're going to talk about Jose Bautista. <laughs> We're going to talk about August Trades. We're going to talk everything about your Toronto Blue Jays and so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. All right, so the Blue Jays are in first place. It's been it's been an oddly it's been an odd week. There hasn't been any huge uh, news. Everything is proceeding as we had anticipated. They're, they are running out of six-man rotation. The Blue Jays managed to win two out of three, even though every loss apparently counts for double. Like the, the oh, you've just, oh, you've been on the internet before. They have the temerity to lose a single <laughs> game to Houston or whoever else took it's like, it's like what you said, what you said off the top. What is it, 159 and 119 or something like that mm-hmm. since we started doing this podcast? They lost 119 games. They're the second, like the third best team. They're the best, best, that's the best record in the American League over that time. Yep. Like, you'd think, you'd think, you know, you watch a bunch of baseball games, you, you notice that the teams lose a lot, even when they're good. Every uh, loss. But it seems like every goddamn year you have to tell people, yeah, if you win. If you win 60% of your games, you're so good. Stop complaining about those losses. They always happen all the time, for fuck's sakes. And yet, anyway, the Blue Jays took care of business in Houston, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. The Astros are a, um, a frightening team. Yeah, that's, and that's who's coming in. And now. they're on their way in to the Rogers Center, and the Blue Jays took two or three from Tampa Bay, who are dog shit. And yet, taking two or three from them is a more than acceptable. Yeah, turn of people were like, "I can't believe they didn't. They didn't look good. They looked disinterested against Houston." And then, to, you know, I, this is what people think. It's crazy. It's it. Yeah, people project. You can extract, but I think uh, it's based on results. I think I told I told some Twitter asshole that I'm sure he's a very nice person, but but you know, are they bad? Or are you are you looking at results and saying I think this was I think this was actually on about Melvin Upton. Does he look overmatched and lost, or are you seeing what the results are? Or does he look like Melvin me? Upton? He looks exactly like Melvin Upton. He looks like Which a guy that strikes at thirty percent of the time, yeah. who will walk seven percent of the time, who will steal a bunch of bags, given even half a fucking chance. Last night. For example, Wednesday night, for example. He'll play center field because ain't nobody else around to do it. <laughs> well, and there's one. There's a guy in Buffalo. Do we want to get into that? That's my next. This is the, my list says the ongoing Jose Bautista thing. Okay, well, that's good because you said no, no big news, which is amazing to me. I don't disagree. But Batista goes on the DL, and it's like, man, it's not that it's, it's they're, not that it's, they're going to keep they're going to keep on trucking, right? Like, it's not that it's not, not significant news or insignificant news. It's, it's just that it's that is a matter of course. Mm. 
that while Jose Bautista, future free agent Jose Bautista, will frame it as a freak injuries or accidents, there's not much you can do about it. Mm. The fact that the Blue Jays now are faced with Bautista and Kevin Pillar on the DL at the same time might, perhaps, by chance, make the Melvin Upton acquisition look quite smart. does seem that that is true, yeah. You could do a lot worse than having Melvin Upton as the guy who needs to step in and play every day, considering the fact that for much of the year he was an everyday player. A very effective, not spectacular, but useful everyday player. And now that's what he's doing. He's playing center field every day. They'll move Siciliani, whoever his goofy name is. Michael Saunders, playing right field. He's a, he's a wonderful name. I will not have you. He called Goofy the name of Siciliano. It's on those vowels. I get lost. Fair enough. Um, I can never tell. I'm staring at a screen for way too long, so I'm always, like, squinting and being like, how many L's are in that goddamn name? It's just, like, Sicilian and then a bunch of straight lines. I don't know which is which. Uh, You're using the wrong font. Probably. There's any optometrists out there. The Jays, without Bautista, aren't all is not lost. Mm -hmm. As, despite the fact that they've won a marginally... Uh, marginally higher percentage of games without Jose Bautista this year. Again, they're better with him in the lineup. Full stop. Obviously. Offense and defense all taken into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> Those are defensive end of that equation. Getting a little dicey. Do you know what? Can we talk about this real quick? We sure can. I, I have a point I want to make. Uh, earlier this week, I was watching the Tigers. You are you are in the right spot to make a point. So please, proceed. I was watching the Tigers play against whoever the Tigers are playing against this week. I was watching the Orioles play against the Angels. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the, uh, the A's. The Orioles and the Tigers have two of the worst defensive outfields <laughs> I can even imagine seeing. And... Both of those teams are in the, in the hunting playoffs. Of all the things, defensive or offensive, I think that outfield defense might be the most overrated or least useful skill to have. It's obviously nice. An out is an out, a run mm-hmm. is a run. If you're the Red Sox and you've got just a stable full of guys who can run down every fly ball and also hit, that's great. But in the era of the strikeout, when literally one out of every five plate appearances ends in a strikeout. When you have outstanding infield defense in a way that turns ground balls into outs like very few other teams mm-hmm. in baseball. Mm-hmm. You can afford to have a shitty right fielder. You really can. You can afford to have a shitty right fielder and a shitty left fielder. I'm okay with that. I can abide this. I can abide this on the, sort of the same principle that, you know, it takes a, we've, we've argued about for years. I remember talking, you know, and I've mentioned on the podcast too, you know, talking about Greg Zahn and the, and the stolen base and and just things that are blatant and things that are really, uh, you know, when Jose Batista butchers a ball, when there's a ball that goes over his head where you feel like somebody better could get it, uh, when you watch him sadly try to throw the baseball now, which is... Which is it's not, it's not pretty, not pretty uh, it, Those are things that really do stick out in your mind and maybe I think to a lot of people could make them have... Imbue them with greater importance than they really have. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Jesus, I, I spent half of last year defending Jose Reyes, so it, it's 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 a bit much for me to shit too much on Jose Batista's defense because uh, he's not killing them. You're right. <laughs> he doesn't look like a fucking midfielder, though. I, I mean, I, he's he's not. He's, I think that's not doing well to pass just even that like low bar. I don't think. 
that the numbers do not look good for Jose Bautista. Let there be no doubt. The advanced statistics are damning. But if ever in 2016 there was a place you can carry an underperforming defender, it's a corner field spot. Mm. It is. It's a corner field. field spot next to Kevin Pillar too. Next to a guy whose numbers are boasted well, by playing yes. on either side of really bad defenders. Yes. But it's not stopping the Orioles. The Orioles don't even have any pitching <laughs> to support their bad outfield defense. But did Wade Miley not really turn their season around or he what? Well, he's fine. Truth be told, I like to. I like the to Tigers. The Tigers have never been a team that can defend. They played Miguel Cabrera at third base <laughs> every day. They did do that radical defense doesn't matter thing for a while. Yeah. The Brewers did the same thing because they had a really strikeout heavy offense, or sorry, defense like pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Let's not overstate the impact of a guy who is not, you know, Devon White playing right field. Jose Bautista is I will make excuses for Jose Bautista for as long as the day. <laughs> I've seen your tweets when he makes outs on the bases. Yes, I know. He never that. makes outs on the bases. <laughs> Fuck that. But that's another that's another thing, and I think this is sort of part of an evolution of the way we think about about the game itself. When the little things are important, but they'll always be the little things. Where if you look at what is the best thing, that, that is insulting to Marcus Stroman. I can't believe what. That is. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the best base running team in baseball right now? And among the best base running teams, Jeff Sullivan wrote about this uh, today on Fangraphs. The San Diego Padres are like a ridiculously <laughs> good and aggressive base running team, and it's awesome to watch. They've stolen home four times this year. Will Myers strolled home. Like, really? there's nobody paying attention from third base. They stole him four times. They are still shitty. I have contracted the Padres in my mind. They just, they don't exist. Yeah. You can be as good as you want running the bases. If you're still shitty, you're shitty. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Outfield defense, base running, they are nice luxuries to have. Hit the ball over the fucking fence, and you win a whole bunch of games. Period. End of story. Which is why the Blue Jays are in First place. I, I think that's true. I, I could apply this line of thinking to something else, slightly more uh, outrage provoking. Uh, and I don't want to have a conversation about this. I'm just saying this to be a contrarian. But that just makes me think of intangibles and and chemistry and all that. It's like all the chemistry in the goddamn world is great. That's nice. Just like all the base running in the world is nice. But if you're shitty, you're shitty. You're talented and good. You're good. I don't mean to open that Pandora's box, and I apologize. To me, it's a bit of a. It's, those are that's an apples and oranges thing. Well, yeah, but the fact of the matter look, is, I, look, I saw. I I turned away for a second, and then he just like he just tumbled into the gorilla enclosure. I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god! I just watched. <laughs> I just washed the floor. You should hit a little bit, yeah. I just washed the floor, washed my <laughs> precious jeans. Well, this couch does not belong to neither you nor you I. Know. And who buys a white couch? <laughs> I didn't have to have a talk with my sister about this. Um, <laughs> at the same time, let's talk real quick about the fact that they brought up Junior Lake. Yeah. Who's fucking awful. He's bad. I've tried to, I tried to ignore the people, the Pompeii people. 
But what's up but with the Pompeii people? There's some real Pompeii people. And why are there not more Pompeii people? I don't know. Are we popping our peas here? Is this my, I wonder how the microphone's dealing with that. Do you think it's because Pompeii can't hit? I don't think it's... Well, he, he doesn't hit for power. He's not having a, you know... He's not having a great year. He's, he's doing fine for Buffalo. I think he didn't get called up. I think it's a crutch and, and maybe a bit rich, even though I've said this a bunch of times, that maybe they just want him to keep getting at bats and they don't want him to be a backup on the on the bench here. I I don't really think that's as much it as, you know, Siciliani had a great spring. John Gibbons was really happy with him, liked him. That you want to give a guy a look like that. Junior Lake came up and, and had terrible numbers in the big leagues but had a couple, like, big hits. And I think they're, you know, they want to, they want to have a culture where they're rewarding veteran guys who do their job and, you know, do the right thing and, and you know, put their heads down and 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 wait for their opportunity and do that. Uh, so I think they don't want to hand Pompey anything. Pompey, if you look at his numbers from 2015 compared to 2014, he's having a down year in his second time around in Buffalo. Uh, you know, and. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they really think of him. It's an interesting thing, but maybe they don't like him that much. He's an above-average hitter in the in the International League this year. Mm-hmm. Barely, powered almost exclusively by his on-base percentage, which is like 350, because he's slugging like 380. Yes, that's right. Yeah, which is scary. Scary that he can't square up minor league pitching enough. Mm-hmm. I feel that's to, correct. To get a few, when it, not only that he can't square it up. But if you're a guy who runs well, where slugging percentage includes your ability to grab mm-hmm. an extra bag here, mm-hmm. there, right? Guys with good speed are going to get those extra bases, and that's what he is. There's yeah. Nobody's going to doubt his base running acumen. No. Having watched him have one at bat and four steals in the playoffs, mm-hmm. whatever his numbers are. I think that's what they are. Something like that, yeah. He's a phenomenal base runner. His, I don't think anyone's going to doubt his defense despite his hiccups what he, that he had earlier in the year last year. If you can't hit the ball hard regularly, you're not a big leader. And that might be where they are. I, and this is a – I mean, I don't think they have fancy-ass cameras triangulated at, at uh, Coca-Cola Field in Buffalo, but this is a team that – you know, a, a front office that is like more invested in the idea of like, let's look at your exit velocity stuff. Let's look at who, you know, that these are predictors of what you're doing. These are meaningful things. Whereas you're not like, I and I feel like I've been slagging the previous front office way too much lately, uh, just because it's it, just looking at the differences. But like they, but they, you know, but they're like you know, big tool focused. Guys, you know, be, like scouting people and people are like, like, oh man, if he could put that together, that's great. Uh, but yeah, the hit tool is kind of important, and squaring up balls is kind of important, and you know, maybe not looking at it, it just a pure everything should work way makes sense. Actually, looking at how it does work and how it is working, mm-hmm. uh, and for Dalton Pompey right now, yeah, the, he's not hitting balls hard, uh, and he's. I, yeah, he's Would not. You, I, I don't. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't know if they don't like him very much, or they don't know that. I, Maybe I, they, they, they equal just as likely as it is that they have decided that he's not a big league player, mm-hmm. that he's only a quad A bat versus you know big league tools in other departments. They could have just as easily said to him, "Listen to us right now. 
you're not going to play in the big leagues this mm. year. We want to watch you play a full season at Buffalo. You're going to go play in Arizona or Venezuela, whatever it might be. Come in spring training when we have two spots available in the outfield yeah. and win a job. Yeah. They which seems totally, that well, too. which seems fair, I think, right? You know, if, if you knock the door down in the big leagues in 2016, we'll make spot for you. But if not, don't worry. Get better. See more pitches. Do your thing. And we'll we'll talk again come February. So there, there are two things about Pompey that, that make me wonder about him. Like I say, I don't know if they don't like him. But the, the one thing is that last year, you know, talking to somebody who was familiar with like when he was up and when when you know what the culture was there mm-hmm. uh was like he it was weird and he was not that not just that he was deferential but he was just he, he was an island apparently that's just what people you know this mm-hmm. is somebody that I know who spoke a bunch I think to Luis Rivera who was you know uh, tr- like got upset at him at at, uh, at uh, batting at a batting practice because he just looked like he wasn't trying and not really caring and mm-hmm. and 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 you know that's I, I I don't know I don't you don't want to put too much into personality stuff or whatever but there was that and then there's also the fact that he admitted himself you know talking about last year uh, how he struggled in the in the field and that kind of uh, led into his uh, his struggles at the plate mm-hmm. and how I think there was a piece earlier in the year I forget who did it and I apologize to whoever did it because it was good and and uh, where Pompey was saying he I think it was Arden probably because uh, he gets all the good stuff. He, he does. He, he does up. excellent. Yeah, he does excellent work. And uh, but I think that I think it was Arden, and, and where Pompey was like, yeah, sometimes I let those mistakes in the field linger, and and you know couldn't put them out of my mind, and it affected me at the fight. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I'm, you're not supposed to say that. Stuff. You're not supposed to say that stuff for one. So perhaps as in in terms of, it's interesting because we're at an interesting part, or we're at an interesting point in how the organization is going, right? Because it's in a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they've got this, they're, they are what John Farrell once said, you know, a player development organization versus mm-hmm. a scouting organization. That was a big thing when that happened a couple of years ago when he said that, uh, kind of denigrating the Blue Jays and talking about his exit. Mm-hmm. And uh, people really didn't like it. And then, lo and behold, here we are, you know, a couple of years later, these guys from Cleveland, where Farrell was a part of that organization, uh, are now here. And now, you know, it's kind of that idea, like those kind of ideas that Farrell was talking about about player development and about thinking in different ways than the previous regime did about the psychology, about mm-hmm. how about where just they just place value in different sort of ways, right? And I wonder, because I have no idea, but I wonder what, you know, comments like that mean to the front office, what... What the fact that maybe he was a loner in the you know what that means to this to this front office and how they think mm-hmm. best to handle a guy like that, uh, and so my suspicion is that that you know how they think is best to handle him is don't hand him a fucking gig in the big leagues right now, keep him in Buffalo all year and exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. keep, him, keep him there and then next year go nuts let's see what you got. And then also, also, maybe not telling because I mean they needed to stock the system in however many ways. Uh, you know they got Harold Ramirez, an outfielder who 
uh, went straight to double A. Nobody's going to be No, certainly not. But it's like, I mean, if you start, I think I think people at the start of the year thought about the the outfield depth chart, and once you start to bring prospects into it, it's like, oh, there's Anthony Alford, there's Pompey, there's nobody else. Well, they've added to somebody else. I don't know if that's necessarily a reflection of what they think of Pompey. Uh, I don't know. But what bugs me is, <laughs> is that... Why is anybody objecting to the fact that they're ref- like what they think about Pompeii might be negative? Like that's the weird thing to me. People are like uh, like taking it like like as an affront to Dalton Pompeii that they haven't called him up. It's like, well, maybe they have fucking good reason for not having called this guy up. You know, like like it's not a slight mm-hmm. to it. It's just it's a part of a plan and a and a way of thinking that they have. You know, I, I there is the whole. Like, I think that I think. For me, I'm sorry. No, no. But but for me, the first like the first step, and I and I'm guilty of this a lot in you know stuff that I write is instead of getting upset about a decision, is like first let's try to make sense of why these people are making this decision, mm-hmm. and then if it's bad, get upset about it. But mm-hmm. I don't like the the like. Why aren't they fucking calling up Pompeii, man? That's bullshit. It's like, well, think. Let's think for a second about why they might not. And I think when you do, entertain. There are lots of reasons. Entertain the idea that maybe they are making decisions beyond top 100 prospect forms. <laughs> uh, you don't want any fireball? I'm okay for fireball for right now. Okay. It was my uh, my <laughs> office staff party this evening. Maybe Fireball isn't exactly what I am also wearing. Um, Rattler. <laughs> do you have a lot of on yeah, the jeans? Sorry about on that. the white. No, no. You don't have to apologize. You didn't spit. No, it I no. But I was just. I was so entertaining. You. That, <laughs> you couldn't help it. It's a burden. Yeah, I know. It is. It is. As, as I'm sure everybody who just listened to me ramble for five minutes about Dalton Pompey can attest. Just pure gold. Just. Solid entertainment, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. We'll get back to the podcast in a second. But first, I would like to talk to you a little bit about tickets, about getting tickets to events, about getting tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, it's not always easy. This time of year, especially, the Blue Jays are fantastic. They're selling out games. You may be tempted to go and deal with the dirty vagrants that uh, occupy the area around the Rogers Center in order to get yourself tickets to a particular game that's sold out. Well, technology's made it so you don't have to. You can download the SeatGeek app onto your phone and browse all kinds of ticket offers uh, to not just the Blue Jays, but to other events in this city, in your city, in other cities you may be visiting. Uh, SeatGeek just makes everything perfectly easy. I use it myself. It's the first place I go to looking for tickets because SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites and ensures you get the best possible deal. And the best thing is right now, we have a great deal with the SeatGeek folks, uh, listeners of Birds All Day. You can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So if you want to do that, get the SeatGeek app. You get it on your phone, you dial it up, you go in there, you hit the settings tab, and you click add promo code, and you enter the promo code BIRDS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. That's a fantastic deal, uh, and it's a great app. I encourage everybody to try it. Thanks very much, and now back to the show. There are more factors at play other than the fact that, like, his name is next on the list. Yes. Right? And hopefully... 
he'll earn his spot when that time comes. And hopefully the Blue Jays season is not undone by Junior Lake or his quad A equivalent. But it's not like Junior Lake is even hitting well enough to earn. That's kind of the thing, right? Yeah. For, when Siciliani came up first, it was like, oh, well, he's earned it. And then Junior Lake comes up and it's like, oh, well, he hasn't earned anything. Junior Lake sucks. He is not <laughs> But anyway. But also, he's not going to play. He, I, you know, he's not going to play. No. Especially not once they fucking get Puig, man. Puig. Yeah. That's been a lot of the fantasy this week. Or is it, or is it Gomez? Are we going to get Car- uh, Carlos Gomez? No, not going to get Carlos Gomez. He's garbage. Anyway. Well, I don't know the Puig isn't. Puig is cheaper. Carlos Gomez did not hit at all this year. They don't. It, the Blue Jays are not in the position to add somebody like this. Not now. Wait, well, wait until they're not in first place in the American League East. It's fair. And not battling for a playoff spot. Then we can start to roster bait and say, who's going to play the outfield alongside Pilar and Thames and whoever else? <laughs> yeah. It's not necessary right now. Well, you don't think Puig's going to help them down the stretch once they once they put that waiver claim in? No, he's broken. He needs a long time to fix his swing. <laughs> is that what the problem is? Yeah, he's pulled crazy. He's rolling over everything. He's I, garbage. I, I don't know. I feel like the uh, the beat writers, uh, the bad ones, uh, would maybe say otherwise. He. It's easy to remember. It's easy to to remember how good Puig was not that long ago, because uh, he was like bonkers good. He was very very good. Yeah. That was Triple A, getting fucking lit up with his teammates. Having a good old time. Um, can we talk real quick about the, the six-man rotation? Are you worried about this? A little bit. They don't like they don't like the uh, fucking up with their routine, you know. I some of them don't like it. Yeah, every year people are like six-man rotation. You gotta you gotta work this guy in. This guy is hot at AAA. Mm-hmm. Put him in the rotation, and it, it never makes sense, right? I think I wrote about this when it wasn't even announced, but when I first had the inkling, and when somebody basically somebody on Twitter was like, "Why don't they just go to six-man rotation?" and I started thinking it through, it was like, "Oh my God, that's exactly what they're gonna do," which is FYI exactly what they did. But when I first <laughs> had the inkling about it, it's like uh, the the reflex could be, no, you don't want to have a six-man rotation. You don't want to, like, shorten your bench that way. You don't want to take starts away from your best starters. Uh, there's all sorts of reasons to not like the six-man rotation on its face. And we've seen some already, you know, just because Pilar and Batista have gotten hurt. Uh, so Pilar getting hurt, he could have probably been day-to-day and not landed on the DL, but they've had to put him on the DL because they don't have those extra spots because they, you know, that's not how they're managing their roster right now. Uh, and Batista may be the same thing. I think they're probably being a little bit kind to Batista being like, oh, he'll be ready in two weeks. It's fine. Grade one. Grade one strain. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. That's nothing. That's nothing. But, no, uh, 
it is like those like those are consequences of going to the six man rotation. I still think that it is the right decision for the Blue Jays right now, uh, for all the reasons that we've laid out before. You know, you got to see Liriano. You got to manage Sanchez's innings. You would like to have Estrada rest a bit, though he seemed to be, uh, you know, doesn't like the disruption of his routine. But I looked at it. He's had a great year. He's been better on four days rest, but. He's pitched more than half of his starts on five or more rest, you know, and he's had a really good year, so maybe shut up, Marco. Uh, And obviously it had no effect on Jay Happ this week. He was incredible. He's, uh, you know, Jay Happ. I don't know know if you remember this, Drew, but uh, people, people were not real happy when the Jays picked up Jay Happ. People kind of lost their shit a bit about that. Uh, and it's maybe unfair to crow as though I saw this coming. But it's incredible. If you like, I, I if you do the if you do like fan graphs, we'll let you do the 365 days last calendar year. Yeah, he's so he's directly crazy. behind Madison Baumgartner for wins above replacement, <laughs> according to, to runs allowed for nine innings for. Behind Bumgarner and two other pitchers in all of baseball. Behind Clayton Kershaw, Jake Arrieta, Madison Bumgarner. And then fucking Jay fucking half. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so great. And Estrada's like 12th. He's real there. close too, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Another fun game to do is go mm-hmm. ahead and look at uh, Syndergaard versus Sanchez this year. Have we ever talked about that? Bonkers. Bonkers. We did talk about that, I feel, maybe for about 15 episodes in a row. Maybe. Syndergaard <laughs> has come up often enough. He did not look especially great today. But, but that was the thing. We were like, at the start of the year, we were like, Sanchez, he's keeping pace with Syndergaard. That's not going to last, so let's laugh about that. Like, let's, let's, be enjoy, let's, en- let's enjoy how it's said. And then Sanchez has just been fucking incredible. It's kind of funny how those things go. You have some nice infield defense around some nice, nice pitchers. You feel that that's the issue, right? I mean, yeah. Infield defense is so much more important than outfield defense. I agree. That's I agree. That's true. I'm just I was just asking if you were going to take away Aaron Sanchez's wins and wonderful season uh, if he played with you know a shitty infield defense. Not having Troy Chulewitzki behind you is going to be worse for anybody. This is true. Not having Josh Donaldson. You mean Troy Chulewitzki at first base? Like he's, he's going to be next year, right? Can we talk about that for a quick <laughs> second? We what, a, what a just uncut batch of insanity was the idea that not only were they going to move Troy Tulowitzki off of shortstop for any reason, right? but they were going to do it for Ryan Gomez, <laughs> a delightful young infielder who feels his position with a plum, who cannot hit to save his life. He's a God-fearing man, Drew. And you know he, what else he is? And he, he, he's a triple-A player, basically. Also, mm-hmm. worse, worse, not as good defensively <laughs> than Troy Chilowitzki. 
I like where you're going with that. I like that. That's fine. I I will accept that. Ain't nobody gonna beef with that. Tula was so good. Uh, John Gibbons earlier this week made some comment about like, just get me to September. Looking forward to the rosters expanding. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance? Do you think realistically of the rosters expanding via an August trade? Oh. Well, I already mentioned Puig, which I think should happen. Yeah, all but inevitable. Honestly, I think it should it should happen, right? Cheap yeah. out. They need outfielders. He's we trade for Puig. Puig, you leave him in Buffalo. Holy, the Queen City gonna get lit. You, t- <laughs> you tell him. You gonna you gonna bring your dick out for Harambe? You wait until April so you can win a job. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking right. Do it. That'd be great. As somebody who makes his living writing and talking about the Blue Jays, I am all for being here. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I try. I try to be, like, keep my fandom like a fan, but in that instance, no. Come on, give us week. That'll be amazing. It'll be so good. Uh, which will never happen, but but it might. Uh, August trade. That's the thing. They make so much money. People paying fucking twenty five dollars for a walk up ticket. They What's should that. They shouldn't. They should go to SeatGeek. They, they should use the SeatGeek app. Uh, it's incredible. It's uh, it filters out all the other tickets and finds the best deal possible. Didn't we already read this ad? We did. By this point in the show? I think we did, yeah. We'll drop that in. And, uh, well, no. Wonderful Seeky people. Seriously, 20 bucks off your first purchase. You can do way worse. code BIRDS. Absolutely. I'm slurring my words again. I should stop drinking this fireball. Were you at the, your office that uh, <laughs> summer party on the at the Amsterdam? I was not. I was just sitting in the sauna way west of the actual city of Toronto. You're still, you're still good. Um, Hurricane's gonna be pissed off about that. Oh yeah, you're keeping your beer on the table with the mics on, of course. Crash! We got lots of records between that microphone and the table. I don't know. Uh, if Adam Lynn was familiar with how sound works, but okay. I got your sound right here, pal. Uh, Adam Lynn. No, Adam Lynn. That's, no, that's sound. never gonna happen. No, right? no. Like, no. Not only is it not gonna happen because he's been terrible this year, it's not gonna happen because the Mariners are like not that far out. They're like the Yankees. Come on. The Yankees only three and a half back. You guys can make it. Come bye, on. bye, Come bye. On. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. I feel it for you. I feel you're going to get there. It's real nice. No, and also Adam Lynn's mom, not a big fan of the Blue Jays. So. No? She has an axe to grind. She has nothing to do with how the trade market works. But, <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think the Jays will want to bring Adam Lynn back. Would you not like to have a right-handed, a left-handed power bat on the bench if you were a Blue Jays? Are you suggesting Justin Smoke is a pile of shit? All right. <laughs> you may have read between the lines a little bit. You have done some of that work all on your own. He bad. He bad. He hit a home run the other day. He fuck right off. He did hit a home run the other day. I saw it. He p- padding his stats like a true asshole. Padding his stats <laughs> when it's unimportant. That fucking weighted runs created plus going up. You know when you hit your home run, Justin, when there wasn't guys on base, when it wasn't a crucial moment, because you know what you do when that happens? You fucking flail at that ball. You swing through that shit because you're garbage. Really? Eh. No, I would totally, I, I'm fine with that extension. It's fine. <laughs> eh, what are you going to, 
you're gonna you're gonna leave your fucking backup first base in like insurance for free agents you're gonna lose position to Matt Haig? No, you're not. Isn't he in Korea? Is he? No, that's the next year's first baseman was in Korea. Eric Davis. Yeah. Whew. He plays first base every day, I think. Yeah, because he played here before, he should play here again. I think that's how that works. The the organization and he and his representation are intimately connected. <laughs> don't fuck don't fuck with me on this. Pretty sure of all the things. Pretty sure JP Ricciardi works for the Mets. Don't fuck with me on this. Richardi's going to bring him to the Mets next year. I need this. Yeah. I'm not ready to be disappointed <laughs> when he does not sign with the Blue Jays because he almost for sure it will not. Well, because they already have a first baseman, Justin Smoke. No, they'll, they'll have Edwin Encarnacion. They're going to re-sign Edwin. You heard it here first. I'm pretending that's going to happen. Can you imagine? You can only re-sign... So many of your aging, bloated payroll contract idiots. Uh, uh, as we discussed before, Michael Saunders, that ain't happening. No. Somebody, well, he's got unless he takes the qualifying offer because he's been shit in the second half, which is possible unless he just continues to be so bad they don't even offer him the qualifying offer. Uh, in which case, maybe the smoke contract is like a, a good precedent for what you can give Michael Saunders. The smoke contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you're Michael Saunders, do you say no? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If I'm Michael Saunders, I say no. I say get that shit out of my face. I'm going to go find, you know, do something that, like, what Colby Rasmus did. Well, I hope he doesn't trip over the fucking bullpen mound on his way to signing that contract. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Michael Saunders. I don't even care. Captain Canada, he doesn't even like this country. Look at, did you see his face? No, Michael Saunders, a true patriot. Really, really dug deep in his defense of those tenors. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> Can we say something else before I like, shit the on Michael Saunders? The first place race is Michael. crazy. The Orioles are dog shit. The Red Sox are dog shit. The Red Sox can't help. They can't win for losing. The Orioles, did, did I, was this off air? Orioles, San Francisco, Boston, uh, Houston. And then fucking uh, the Nationals. Four with the Nationals. It'll be interesting to see this is, this is the end of the, the Orioles season is now over. But congrats to them on another big year. It's been nice. Yeah. Unexpected. You know, Mark Trumbo really gave them a shot in the arm. Chris Davis. Congratulations to Chris Davis for having the worst year of your career uh, at the beginning of your seven-year 160 That really is contract. kind of how you want to do it. You don't you don't want to have the worst year of your career. Before. You don't want to be Jose Batista. <laughs> <laughs> the, Orioles, the Red Sox. Are you worried about the Red Sox yet, or are you not worried about the Red Sox? I'll be worried about the Red Sox from approximately 2017 until like 2030. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, right now I'm okay with it. They're okay. They could. They could. The these losses are mounting. They, they are. They the, were the howls about John Farrell apparently are a thing. They lost again today to the Yankees, to Al, to the fucking Al from Miami and the resurgent <laughs> New York Yankees. Damn right. They The Red Sox need to start playing like a good team if they want to be a good team. Better idea is uh, don't. Fuck you, Red Sox. 
The world is a better place when the Red Sox are not good. I said this at the start of the year. It was, it was like they like just burst out of the gate and it was great. It was just like, holy shit. I just hate life when the Boston Red Sox are good. Like, like it, it is wrong. It is just, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Series against the or the Astros this weekend. A lot of those young guys that shut the Jays down extra innings getting starts this week. Joe Musgrove, Joe Musgrove. Jays fucking pissed away. Fuck that Jays just throwing away prospects. It's bullshit. Could have been there. Joe Musgrove could be starting for the Jays right now. He would be starting for the Bisons right now. <laughs> he would still be like struggling to get into Bluefield. I don't know what the Jays fucking do. You got, you got to give, and I, you always say this, you got to give the fucking Astros credit. They've had him for years. He's a completely different guy. Literally years. Yeah. He was the minorest of the minor pieces yeah. in that trade. Astro Wojciechowski was the guy that they wanted. Right, right. The guy that was close to the big leagues who pitched in relief a little bit, and now he's gone. Right. Because the Blue Jays were like, they didn't like what they saw. Yeah. They saw him sucking as a minor leader, minor leaguer not reflecting the talent that he showed as an amateur, so they fucking traded him. Makes a ton of sense. And, uh, John Lott wrote a piece this week, talked to Devin Travis a bit, and talked about uh, the Rays pitcher, Dylan Floro, I think is his name. Uh He's like, oh, I've never faced him before. He's like, oh, actually, I did face him in low A. He was a completely different guy then, so it had no bearing on what he is now because that's how, that's how that works, right? Like, yeah. You know, you, you find yourself. Mm, this isn't working. Try this pitch. Oh, look, you figured out an awesome two-scheme script. <laughs> You're a stud now. So to the three people who are steaming about the Jays giving away Joe Musgrove right now, fuck you, man. You tell them. Nobody cares. That's Nobody's thing. worried about the loss of Joe Musgrove. We went to the playoffs last year. Fuck prospects. Flags fly. fly. Forever. We're going to see if the flags will continue to fly. Big uh, couple series coming up against the Astros. You think You think the uh, the Shapiro and Atkins, you think they put up the uh, AL East champs flag in October? Or do you think they wait until... Can we just not right now? <laughs> Let's not do that right now. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. Thank you so much for tolerating this edition of Birds All Day.